When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gem of communications and sport at the Dawkins Tour Have you been to the darts, Dale? No, I got to play with Michael Van Gogh in it. Oh, of uh, comes in hot. Yeah. <laughs> it was some, I don't know, it was some run through the TAB from memory. And, That's right. Um, somehow ended up uh, playing some some group darts with uh, with the stars of the world. It was, it was pretty cool. There were a few comparisons running around about the way he looks and the way I look, so. Yeah, well, it's only only because you both follically challenged, right? That's we we understand we understand that part. But I suppose when you're up against individuals like MVG, uh, you 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 sort of revel in their skill. That's what a lot of people a lot of people fail to understand, right? Oh, unreal! Yeah, like seriously, it was just just embarrassing standing there, uh, you know, sharing sharing the same stage with with those guys. I mean, that yeah, they do it for a living, and um, you know, make the rest of us look like idiots in the pub. So. Um, yeah, good, good, good fun, good bunch of guys, and yeah, the other darts looks like a, a lot of fun. And that's why it is such. I think I think they connect with so many people, right? And I think that's the most important thing about it. Let's talk about the Auckland Tuatara. Uh, to use a really bad cliche, weather's not playing ball for you in the last uh, couple of series against the Sydney Blue Sox and now the Melbourne Aces. What's going on? Yeah, we haven't uh, haven't had any fortune with the Auckland weather gods. That's for sure. Yeah, whole series essentially washed out. We managed to get two and a bit innings in yesterday. In I think what was technically the opening game of the series, but um, yeah, the weather won the weekend, so we sit back now. I think what will happen is both teams will be awarded two wins, two losses, so just basically split the series. Oh. A bit tricky with how they hand, how they handle that. Yeah, you know, whether it becomes simply a thirty-six game regular season for ourselves in Melbourne, or whether they actually hand out a couple of wins, a couple of losses each to to make it even with the rest of the league. So. Yeah, we're still uh, still working through that. I think the rule book says half a game each, so um, we'll see how that plays out. Do you think that can, could affect you long term? Not really. Um, I think it probably affects Melbourne a little bit more. We, we obviously got off to a reasonable start, so um, you know we're, we hold a playoff position as it stands. So splitting a series against the defending champs, albeit that we didn't get to actually duke it out on the on the diamond, is not the end of the world. We, we sort of maintain. Um, you know, a couple of the other other rivals have sort of lost some ground. And, um, Melbourne, who had a slow start, but we know they're you know, they're a pretty handy outfit. Um, yeah, you know, beginning of the season, if someone had said, "Hey, you take a two-two series split with Melbourne," you'd probably say, "Yeah, we'll grab that." Thanks. So, not the end of the world for us. Just frustrating for fans, frustrating for everyone that we can't play baseball. You know, we're competitors. We want to play, and that um, great challenge. You want to lift and play against the best. So. Just frustrating way to sit there and watch it rain at uh, North Harbour Stadium over the last couple of days. So, in this particular situation where you are splitting, let's just say splitting the the series, as opposed to the Sydney Blue Stocks Sox, where you were well and well entrenched in the series, and I think you were leading two one, weren't you? Uh, and you're in the yeah. game and the fourth uh, match of this, sorry, game of the series, and, and leading in that as well, weren't you? With what you were three 0 top bottom of the fourth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so five five completed innings constitutes a game. So obviously, any any completed games uh, are deemed finished, and you know the standings are you know the standings are impacted 
um, based on those results. The, that final game against the Blue Sox that you talk about, because we go back to Sydney next week and play against the Blue Sox in what would be an away series, the first thing we do is finish off that that game that was un, you know, incomplete in Auckland. So we'll start whatever it was, bottom of the fourth, basically three more outs. Um, we've got a three-run lead there, so assuming we get the three outs without conceding you know, three or more runs, um, that'll, that'll be chalked up as a win, and then we start the, the Sydney Bay series from uh-huh. that point. But Melbourne being in the other division, we can't play Melbourne again. So there is no allocated time where we could catch up some games, obviously missing four as opposed to you know, missing half a game, a little bit harder to fit into the schedule. So officially, the ABL could force the two teams to play somewhere. There is a little bit of a window around the Christmas period. So it is potentially possible that we end up playing that series at a later date. But just given the the cost of travel, I mean, I think the travel bill to get Melbourne over here was something like $40,000. So Cheapest, creepers. Significant cost. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, who's who's paying that bill, by the way? Is it the league or the teams themselves? The league, the league pays it, but obviously all the teams pay an entry fee. So yeah. the whole idea is it's to split the cost evenly. So Auckland and Perth being that further away rather than the Eastern Seaboard of Australia, it just it just balances the costs out. But um, I mean, in anyone's language, it's a lot of money. So our best guess is that we won't play the make-up games anywhere. It'll just be deemed series finished, no result, or we'll give half a point to each. I think that's what the rules state is. It's, it's half a game each, essentially split up 2-2. Two, two. Okay. Uh, your background of this is, is we, we, we've known each other for, for many years. We first met in, in, in the rugby league in the rugby league world, and, and now you're a gem of, of, of sport and communications <laughs> at baseball. Where did, this, where did this love of baseball come from, and what drew you towards it? Uh, I think being the paid TV generation you know, I'd come home from school in the in the nineties when Sky TV came about, and um, the west coast of uh, the United States, you had the seven o'clock um, local time baseball games on telly, which was perfect for us coming home from school and fucking on the TV. And sort of got into it. You know, I was a bit of, bit of a fan watching on, on TV, and then uh, played cricket, rugby growing up. Had the opportunity to to play some baseball um, in my late twenties, sort of my mid to late twenties, and. Really enjoyed the the baseball experience. Just wish I'd sort of found it as a as a youngster and, and grown up with the sport. Um, yeah, played here club baseball domestically and um, got to play with a few of the guys that are still floating around with the Tuatara now. They were teenagers when I was playing, and um, you know we were crying out for that next step. Something, be it you know either a fully fledged Kiwi player making it to the majors and sort of opening doors and, and introducing the sport to mainstream New Zealand. Or this route, which was a, a professional team based in Auckland playing in the Australian competition. And so uh, Ryan Flynn made all of that possible a few years ago with, uh, with the help of the board at the time, Baseball New Zealand, and uh, a couple of uh, benefactors that were um, keen to see the sport take that next step. And you know, now it's a reality. You know, I remember winning a couple of national titles as part of a team here in front of maybe 100 of our friends and family <laughs> watching in the stand thinking, this is the particular baseball, and here we are a few years later, four, four and a half thousand people watching the, the Tuatara play. And, um, yeah, just just amazing to see people buy into it like they have. Yeah, and, and the growth of the the growth of the sport is, in, is imperative, right? And sadly, you have been given a helping hand in, in some ways. Did you ever play softball? I did still. I, yeah. I played played softball at school, like I guess most most Kiwis did, and, and, and enjoyed it. You know, enjoy the challenges, and you know, they're obviously very similar sports. Any participation level, obviously, as you get a little more towards the, the um, high performance end, the um, everything sort of narrows and 
there are some, some stark differences between the two sports, but you know, the fundamentals are essentially very similar, aren't they? Do, do you think the time is ripe now, considering the, the Black Sox had a horrible world, world campaign, finishing eighth at home? I think it's the first time they've performed like that at home ever in their history. And, and this is not about them and us, but it is about the promotion of your sport. Do you think that plays into your hand somewhat, that you are involved in a professional league where softball you know, is, is semi-pro in the States anyway and completely amateur here pretty much? Do you think that plays into your hand if the Tuatara can perform and get, a, and get results and st- sit up there? Yeah, potentially. I mean, it's a bit of a sad indictment on sport, really, isn't it? When we, so that we were disappointed, you know, like we, to what a bishop was the part of the Tuatara for the last two seasons. Obviously, he's not with us this year, but you know, we, we have a great relationship. He'll always be welcome um, in, in our clubhouse and, and with our guys. And you know, who knows? Depending on how the season plays out, we may yet see him in a Tuatara uniform. But yeah, you know, he was part of that Black Sox campaign. We had some of our our young up and coming players, uh, you know, grown up playing both sports and. You know, we were certainly cheering on. We were actually really hoping to get along um, the business end of the tournament and, and see them as a, as a team and cheer them on as a team. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. We feel for them. Yeah, you know, it sucks. You know, any any Kiwi sports team that doesn't achieve you know their goals or their dreams, it's it's tough. And you know, we we sympathise with them. Yeah, is, is, what does that do for the sport of baseball? I guess potentially um, the ramifications for that. I, I hope that um, the funding avenues don't change overnight as a result of of one. One tournament. I mean, it's that's sport. It happens. I mean, you know, look what we've seen at the FIFA World Cup over the last few weeks, and some of the upsets there. And, um, you know, that's why we play sport. There's no guarantees based on rankings or expectations. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd encourage people to play sport. I don't think you have to pick and choose at a young age. You can do it at an elite level, and um, yeah, maybe there's. You know, I, I think I think it's been long overdue that. Sport New Zealand looks at their high performance funding model. Whether they've got that spot on, I'm, I'm not sure they have. I think you look at the best sportsmen that New Zealand has produced in recent times and the things they're doing around the world, most of them have done it without the support of Sport New Zealand. Stephen Adams, you know, Chris Wood in the Premier League, the motor racing superstars that we have around the world who are absolutely global, global stars, but they've done it all off their own bat without Sport New Zealand's assistance. And how many more Kiwis are out there? That potentially could have gone down that route had they had the same opportunities and had Sport NZ, you know, potentially open some some pathways there. I think we do need to have that conversation. I'm not sure whether it's a softball versus baseball thing, but I think it's certainly something we need to um, have a have a look at. From a participation standpoint, totally different. I just encourage kids to play sport, don't get what it is. Yeah, I mean, are you suggesting the mandate of Sport New Zealand might have to change as to what its true role is? Yeah, I think that's always been the issue. I mean, they every time. For years and years, they announced their funding. Um, you know, whatever time of the year it was, I think it was sort of late. It was time of year, it was, wasn't it? Um, and you'd sort of sit there and go, oh, well, according to the criteria, that's why we've done this and that's why we've done that. And I just sort of, you know, I look at it and think, you know, I know we've had one out of the box in Dame Mesa Carrington with kayaking, but does that sport, you know, it, you know it's, it's horrible when you're comparing apples and apples. It feels like you're putting another sport down, but does that sport need the amount of money that it gets? For its funding, because one out of the box superstar changed the landscape, or would that money be better off spent in another area, which is a sport that you know basketball, for example, which is a sport that you know New Zealanders care about, and that could have a, a significant impact 
um, on on a yeah. generation. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're saying because I think I think you, you you do have to ask the question, don't you? That is their mandate based on historical sports rather than what's actually going on and what kids are watching. Oh, and, look, it's, and it's easy for me to say as a you know someone who's now approaching middle age, white middle class male, the pace are changing. You know, my my son's interests are far different to what my interests were at the same stage, and. Now, unfortunately, the way it people my age or above control the purse, purse strings. I just wonder, you know, with MMA and um, mm. you know, just the way sports go, basketball, baseball to a lesser degree, but certainly basketball, MMA, um, esports, motorsport, some of the things that are, you know, perhaps weren't as important to our generation, our parents' generation, are going to be a lot more important to the next generation coming through. And I think we kind of need to be ahead of the curve if we're chasing it. And so that opens up a question line for you. What are the Tuatara doing to promote baseball at that level, that, that school school boy and girl level? It's been a real challenge, to be honest. Um, just the, the onset of COVID has, has had a massive mm. impact on all sport, not just not just baseball, but all team sport. And so the growth that I think we all hoped would be there with um, the addition of a professional team here has just been halted because of... Yeah, I mean, last year I actually played club baseball last year, right old age of forty, and, and um, thought I'd, I'd go and have a bit of a, a, a run around. And geez, we didn't get a lot of baseball in. Obviously, there were the lockdowns on the um, pre-Christmas, so basically it wiped out the entire first half of the, of the season. And then second half of the summer was just disjointed with you know some people not committing. They'd already missed the start of the season, so you know why bother? And a lot of that sort of stuff. And I'm sure that is replicated across all sports. It's not just baseball, but I don't think we've had a true indication of you know whether there is a big impact with the pro team. Um, what are we doing? You know, we're obviously trying to partner with, with Baseball New Zealand, New Zealand who own 48% of the, the Tuatara to try and grow the sport here. We're, um, the, we're actually just in the throes of putting together a, a, a trial game uh, that we'll run this week before the team departs to Sydney with some of the better local players to get a chance to come along and throw live to our pro hitters. Um, some of the, the guys that didn't get a whole lot of work, well, none of them obviously got a whole lot of work, but the guys that need a little bit of extra innings, they'll throw a few few pitches to some of the, the local players, give them an opportunity, and then it just filters down. You know, we need to be training our coaches so that our coaches can go back into the local competitions and improve the standards there. Um, there's, yeah, there's, there's definitely some um, plans in place to try and do that, but I just don't think we've really seen or had enough time to embed that in and to, to actually see a... Um, a response or reaction to it. People that don't understand, you have been around major sports like rugby league and also supercars. Are you finding that you're involved in a niche sport and struggling to get the attention and the media that you would require? Uh, yes and no. Yes, because I guess it is a niche sport and it's not a sport that New Zealanders have been overly familiar with over a long period of time. A lot of people still see it as, as an American sport mm. rather than I guess understanding how big it is through Asia and Central America, it's not just the US that you know where baseball is popular. It is a major global sport. Um, oh, we've, we're absolutely d- delighted with the media attention our organisations had, particularly this year. I mean, see sports media. I think you know we had two years in the wilderness, obviously with COVID, and I think the first press release I sent out, um, you know, as we were sort of coming back in, about seventy-five percent of the emails we had on our mailing list came back from people that obviously no longer work in those positions from when we were last there two years ago. So, yeah, the, the game's changed. You know that. Um, you know, it's, it's impacted a lot of people. But, um, 
yeah, we're absolutely delighted. We've had a you know a really good run with with media coverage. The major media networks have done a fantastic job um, supporting us and, and supporting what we're trying to do. And certainly can't use that as an excuse. You know, we we have had a lot of support from from media. But yeah, it is, it, is, it has its challenges. Obviously, when the Warriors came into the competition in 1995, there was already a an appetite, I guess, for you know professional rugby league in New Zealand or a fully pro team based out of Auckland. Um, I'm not sure that you could say that the baseball community is anywhere near big enough to support a professional team. So we have to obviously try and cater for the, the baseball community, but we need to grow and expand on that, and it needs to be much, much bigger than just the baseball community. So a lot of the decisions we make, the way we I guess, promote the game and uh, you know, the commentary and, and everything. The fan experience, to, and, the, and I'm going to jump in here because yeah. I'm told the fan experience is a good family one, and that's important. We, we have to be more than sport. Like we're just we're not going to compete with pro rugby, pro rugby league, pro netball. You know, we're just we're just not at that level. So we have to do things differently. And you know, we based a lot of minor league baseball. Spent a bit of time. Um, Regan CEO now had two seasons going up, having a look at some minor league baseball to see how they operate. So in that American market, you're talking about you know it's not far to go and see a major league team play. The best baseball players in the world playing major league baseball. So why would you then go watch minor league baseball? How do minor league baseball teams to operate and be sustainable and for them it's all about community and a night out it's an experience it's more than baseball so you have to have some of that quirky stuff where you come along for yeah you watch some baseball obviously and you see some competitive players on the up or older players that are on their their way out of the game that have done great things but you have to give the fans an experience and a reason to want to come back and you know that's what we've tried to do obviously have to do it on a budget here it's you know we're establishing something so there's not a lot of marketing or budget to spend on you know, fireworks and, and whatnot, but we have a good time. We give away a whole lot of uh, sponsor product and um, play some silly games and you know, the fans that have been turning up have really enjoyed it and embraced it and so we'll keep going with that philosophy as long as it works. But yeah, we, I, mean, we, I think fun, and, fun is good was the little motto that we have internally about you know, making sure that we're more than just baseball. Yeah, no, and I and I and you are so right about the the fan experience, and a lot of sports, even some of the ones you have been talking about, uh, could learn from that. As an individual, the challenge for you as a, a GM of sport and communications, and and p- trying to promote the sport, how how much fun has that been for you? Oh man, it's been a challenge the last two years for sure. Yeah, and a lot of nights where you you honestly question whether we would make it back. Um, you know, when we made that was a really tough call to sit out, you know, because we we had the opportunity to go and base ourselves in Australia, much like the the Breakers and the Phoenix um, and the Warriors did. Um, the difference there is there was a um, you know significant pay TV deal or broadcast deal that the leagues, mm. respective leagues, got that flowed on, and you know there was a funding model where you know, the Warriors wanted to they had to go and play in Australia. Well, it wasn't like that. You know, we we had to, it was going to cost us a lot more money to play and we would save money by sitting out. So we made the tough call to not go, and that was difficult because at the end of the day, we're competitors, we like playing sport, that's why we do this. And it was it was a risky move, but one that we're, we're absolutely convinced was the right thing to do. Um, but at the time, we thought, look, it's one season. You know, We've got a bit of momentum. Yeah, we're taking a bit of a pause, but we'll be back the following season, and we'll get straight into planning for it. And then ultimately, what happened is COVID hung around and wiped the whole season out for everyone. So the ABL took a pause the following year, so... What went from being one season off became two seasons off, and then you lose a lot of momentum. So a lot of even the players, you know, we've had to look at different players to come back the following year because it's just a natural progression of of careers. You know, the, the 
players that were there a little bit older now. Some of them aren't going to be able to, you know, to come back. Some of them retired. Um, so just it, yeah, there were plenty of plenty of days where we wondered would we ever get back to the diamond with the Tuatara ever play a professional game of baseball again? And it was a lot of hard work to to try and make it make it through. And you know, it was a lot of emotion around that, that first game when the team arrived. Firstly, arrived here in New Zealand this year and assembled, and then went to Brisbane. Um, there were a few of us watching on TV back here that were, were a little bit emotional that night. And yeah, it's it's, um, it's awesome. That's why we do this, right? It's, yeah, it's about yeah. sport, about it's... challenges, and um, yeah, it was, it was, you, know, you get days that are horrible and you question what you're doing with your life choices, and other days where you're incredibly rewarding. I ring a young player to say, "Hey, got some great news, man. Go and um, pack your bags. You're going to Brisbane for a, for a trip. Your first ever professional contract. That's incredibly rewarding." Yeah. You ring a, a young Kiwi you've seen as a 16 year old running around. Um, and progress to become a fully fledged professional is pretty cool. Sounds to me like you've got your philosophy right. Do you have a good feeling about the Tuatara this season? Yeah, I do. I mean, look, there'll be challenges. There's some really good teams out there. Brisbane, obviously, the division rivals continue to win. It'd be good if they had a, a rough week or two just to, to get us back <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the division fight there. But, I mean, yeah, we, we're, in, we're in a playoff spot as it stands. Um, Destiny's in our own hands. We've done the hardest trips. We've played the two best division rivals away from home already. Yes, we've got to play them again at home. But, We've done that. We've done the big long trip to Perth, which is obviously always a big challenge. So, two more short haul flights to the Eastern Seaboard to go, and, and um, fingers crossed, three more home series without weather interruptions and um, a full string of momentum together. Hopefully, when we can play back to back series here in New Zealand and around the, uh, the change of the year. Always a pleasure having a chat with you, mate. Go get them. Ah, thanks, Stephen. I really appreciate your support. As I said. You're more than welcome. Dale Budge, GM Sporting Communication, the Auckland Tuatara Series against the Melbourne Aces, washed out to be confirmed whether or not that is just going to be split in that series. But they go the 16th of December to resume their competition against the Sydney Blue Sox, which, by the way, the original game uh, began on Sunday, November the 22nd, lasted at the bottom of the fourth. Auckland were leading 3 at the time. There was a one-out and 0-2 count, and a man, uh, Kevin Rodriguez, on third base, and Sue Lin was at the plate.